staying in. Welcome into Fantasy Unclean. I am your host again now since I was gone on the last yeah, episode. You're back. Uh, I'm back. I'm still kind of dying, but I'm back. Uh, and we're actually all at the table for the first time in a while. Ironically, yeah. with two of us sick at the table. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not practicing safe COVID protocols. Do we count sick? Yeah, but I head? don't have COVID. So. And I've got my first vaccine. So, so we, you're yeah. going to be a zombie anytime soon. You're cool. <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm Rich Fiddler. This is Scott Robley. We got Frodo Carvel over here as well. Yes. What's up? Don't pass along throat herpes to anyone. Yeah. Anymore. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, don't appreciate it. I mean, I was pretty impressed with the whole soda thing. But that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, uh Not to turn this immediately into a uh, movie podcast again, but this weekend, uh, my wife watched uh, Pulp Fiction for the first time. And the first time? Yeah, she'd never seen it before. And so... Well, how'd she feel the game scene? Okay, so... <laughs> that's wild, right? Like, remember seeing that for the first time? I can and, hear that song uh, right now. I just... It's it's so amazing. So then... Um, so she's like... Uh, uh, she was, like, convinced that Bruce Willis was going to get deaded. Like, before... You know, he runs into Marcellus Wallace for the first time again as he's walking across the walkway or whatever. She's like, this guy's going to get hit by somebody for sure. Like, he's going to he's gonna go down. And then, of course, the accident happens. They both end up in the pawn shop and then the gimp scene. Yeah. Um, and, and she's just jaw on the floor the entire scene, just watching this all happen. And it was so fun to see that. Like, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, looking at her, like, you see it? It's going to happen. What are you going to do? That dude just crawled out of a box and he's about to get weird. And, uh, but, uh, literally, think, but there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> poor Ving Rhames. Have you even seen that movie? I, I'm, I'm going to blow your guys' mind right now. Oh my God. I have never watched you, Pulp Fiction. You, look, you looked at me like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Shit. He hasn't seen the movie. Has he? I have not. I have oh ne- I've never Anything watched. We Pulp say will not spoil because, you, it's like two girls, one cup. <laughs> it's not gonna. You can know what's coming, and it's still weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I. I don't. I don't know. I just never watched it. So good. So one good. of the best quotes. Get medieval on his ass. Get medieval on his ass. Yeah. That's funny. I started that that sentence in my voice, and then I ended in his voice. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that I was never really like. Not that I was not not into those movies but get movies I, I it's just never like it, the Tarantino f- films definitely have a specific style sure yeah. it's my favorite album Reservoir Dogs is pretty good yeah I, lo- really I like good. Reservoir Dogs but I've I think I've only seen Kill Bill's like the first one's okay one of the Kill Bill's and I don't even know which one I've actually yeah, watched I, I, I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of the Kill Bill's um, but then I, but I actually no, I haven't. I haven't seen what the Magnificent Seven or what. that one's that one's good. It's I not as not as good as Django. That is a great movie. Yeah, that one's really good. And then uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's pretty good. That one's really I good. Seen that I one really either. like that one too. Apparently, there's he's got enough footage to do like a three and a half hour version of it, and um, 
you know, like after the Snyder thing happened, everybody's wanting to get their movie, their full movie made yeah. again. Did you hear like, about the Lord of the Rings one? <laughs> it's probably 87 hours long. That's three days. Three, three days. <laughs> <laughs> For the first movie. Nice. I uh, believe it, though. Yeah. No joke, man. That guy, I mean. I don't know how they filmed because they filmed all the movies at once out of order. Right. That'd be tough to do. I mean, just the idea of store, storyboarding yeah. that many. They, yeah, they, and they storyboarded, and then like they filmed like the parts that they needed to do at like the special effects, and then the ones they needed to do out in New Zealand and all this stuff, and like all out of order. I'm like, I just picture you filming like it, it in sequential order, right? But that's not logistically not how, how it, they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's crazy to me is that they're doing they. They're doing. They did that with Lord of the Rings, um, but what's the Smurf movie? Um, Avatar. Avatar. Uh, Avatar. <laughs> they did the first one, and then they're like, "Well, we're gonna put this on hold for about fifteen years, mm-hmm. and then we'll put out the next three of them." Mm-hmm. Like you're just rebooting the series at this point, right? How old are they? Is everybody gonna be? That's what I don't know. Like, because they now, filmed now two of it. them, but I think there's a third one. The second one hasn't even come out yet. No. Yeah. So. Uh, two, three, and four were all filmed like sequentially together. Two, three, and four. I see. I thought it was two and three that were no, filmed. No, two, three, okay. and four. Okay. So the next three are all film are all finished filming now. Okay, so they're done. They're done on film. Yes. But okay, okay. Um, and so now they're in the. F- it was. It was like obviously it's gotten pushed back like eight thousand times now. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to come out this December. Like that was the. Okay, this is the final pushback. And yeah. then COVID happened and everything got yeah, pushed it was back. A full year so it back. has been moved to December of 2022. No. Uh, but like as far as I understand, like it's ready to go. It's just they had to move it out an entire So they make more money. Yeah. That yeah. and because everything else got pushed out. They have to pay for what out. they already paid for. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Is now yeah. they got to. I mean, that's going to be a, a cost. And, and somehow a billion dollars to make those. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he's back in the movie. I figured that he would have gotten his body transferred out or something yeah. like that. Somehow he's a he. Cyborg. The dude that played was from Tombstone. He was Ike Clanton. I remember him in Tombstone. I don't remember him in Tombstone the, either. The the the, yes. the Marine, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Tombstone. He's Ike Clanton, the one that runs away from the OK Corral fight. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That's him. Damn dude. I just watched Tombstone not, not like too incredibly long ago, and I don't remember seeing him in that movie at all. Well, it's because they all look like they had the same mustache. You know? That's true. Um, <laughs> So we made it into this podcast seven minutes. That's not bad. I thought I thought it was I thought it was like a fifteen minute rant about movies. Oh. We did good. Uh, yeah, that's so. why he looks completely different. <laughs> Granny <laughs> has a beard. Yeah, looks yeah. fucking tough now. Yeah. Um. So obviously we are here after the draft. So that's the main thing we're going to be talking about today. Talking about. Uh, uh, a few of the surprises that we thought happened in the draft, and then we're going to talk to the notable rookies. Obviously, there could be a dude that comes out of nowhere from the sixth round right. that we're James not, not going to talk about uh, here uh, because we're not going through everybody that was picked. Yeah, uh, But we're going to talk about the guys that 
will probably have an impact towards the beginning of the season for you guys. Yeah, I've sort of got my guys broken down into three categories. Um, uh, I guess four categories. Uh, I don't want anything to do with them, or I don't care if I've got them. You know, when you're getting into the third, uh, the third and fourth round of your rookie draft, um, you're dart throwing. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're taking shots on everybody. So, so uh, that's one category. Then it's people that I would draft and sit and wait and see. Mm-hmm. Then it's people that I would draft as a potential starter, um, you know, depending on how the early season shakes out, but I don't feel great about it. And then I've got a couple of guys that are pick up and draft right now and play. Yeah, right play now. week one yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into the rookies, um, let's kind of go over what our... I, I don't want to do like biggest winners or losers, but I want to talk yeah. like who's an obvious downgrade at this point because of what's happened in the draft i mean i know packers well but i mean outside of that i mean like specific players i mean i i know all of us were shocked when the jets jumped back up to take etn that guy to me they didn't take etn the jaguars did you said jets sorry Uh, yeah i meant james robinson yeah took 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 a massive hit in that moment and if he didn't weren't watching live on stream i sent Rich, a trade offer about thirty seconds yeah. before. Go I said, back James Ro- Robinson and my first round for his one hundred and one, and he was there contemplating, and then Jags trade because and it was a good trade. It, it was, was a good yeah, trade, relatively well balanced. Because trade. we all thought that James Robinson was going to be a beast this year, yeah. which he's still going to be a good player this year, right? But now he's not the workhorse. Right. Now we don't know who gets who now gets the. Yeah, now, now they've drafted a guy in the first round, and when you when you spend up that much capital uh-huh. on a running back, they're gonna get playing time. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Rashad Penny, but that's unless just you're Seahawks. Rashad yeah. Penny, <laughs> won't get their fifth round option picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, he's been on the field like four days. Uh, I guess uh, I probably even the more obvious loser is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just he. The, the only question mark is whether and or not Andy he has Dalton. A, Andy Dalton's been a kind of a loser for a yeah, while. But that yeah. was expected. Yeah. Like Jimmy Kirk, G for all of his faults is still a, his win column, which is the most important column, yes. is way high. Yes. When he is on the field and not dealing with an injury, uh-huh. he's pretty damn good as far as wins. Yeah. The two ones that I see that Kirk Cousins is a big loser with not this year, Mond. not this but, year, but yeah. future wise. Yeah, Kellen Mond. Although, I mean, I, that wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if in, if they open the season with a competition and Mond could beats win. him out. I mean, uh, and then the only reason I don't is because he's still got quite a bit of guaranteed money. Yeah, I'm not saying they get rid of him because I don't yeah, think they yeah. could, but maybe they could trade him to Washington. So could be. Um, then the other one is Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd's a, a loser because you already had Richard Higgins there, mm-hmm. and now they have Jamar Chase. No, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins, T. Higgins yeah. and Jamar Chase. Well, I mean, yes and no. T. Higgins is more of the slot that A.J. Green was towards the end, where he's the slot guy and whatnot. Um, Tyler Boyd was an outside guy, so now they have Chase and Boyd. So I think all three of them, if Burrow stays healthy and that line is 
substantially better than what it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins were serviceable players last year when Burrow was up. Yeah. So I think, and that was with a shitty line. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he takes a hit. I don't think he takes a, um, you know, uh, the, the, the bigger hit for him is the question mark about it because you don't know know, how it's going to shake out favor his boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's true. And one nice thing is the Raiders always manage to fuck up their first round. Yeah. Yeah. They get a little weird with it. Didn't they? Um, one surprise for, I know Frodo is that Miami didn't take a running back at all till the sixth round. Yeah. Did they actually take? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that won't be. So I guess that would put Gaskins as yeah, a Ga- winner. Yeah, Gaskin is a winner, and Malcolm uh, Brown probably. I mean, and Gaskin owners. Yeah, but I don't know why they. I feel like Malcolm Brown is literally just a depth piece, just in case. I honestly think they weren't planning Denver to come up and take, jump right in front of them and take Javante Williams. I think they were sitting there, and that was going to be their next pick. Right. Yeah, and Denver, then it just got that was a bit of a surprise, and they got exploded because then the rest of the running backs outside them like, eh. right? You know, well, well, okay, let's just go with this season. Yeah, aside from the top three running backs, the rest of them were all super big question marks. Yeah, right. so once once uh, the Broncos uh, pooped on their parade, um, yeah. mm-hmm. they just went a different route. So yeah, which is crazy to me because the Broncos had the number five pick and the only. Or not the number five pick. Nine. The Broncos had the number nine pick, and there were only I think three quarterbacks off the board, maybe even two quarterbacks off the board at that F- point. Fields and Fields oh, three. and three. Yeah, the three. We had the three quarterbacks off the board. Which yeah, Fields and Mac next, Jones were still there. Three to four quarterbacks that are serviceable and startable right now. Yeah, and yep. all of them with upside. The, I mean, yeah, the fact that they didn't take Justin Fields, right? Who I mean. A lot of people still say is the number two quarterback in this draft class. Right. And to get him at the ninth spot in the draft. Without trading anything right. up for it. Right. I mean, seems a little surprising. Right. And instead, they took a cornerback, which they already have. They took like five six cornerbacks them. in this draft, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. They, they had two. They got two in free agency. Drafted one. And. Drafted two. They drafted two. So and a safety. I don't. I, I mean. Huh. They want defense. They want strong defense. Yeah, if they want depth, they've got it. They've got depth they've in got their cornerbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see who else. I think I put five just to cover Terry Kill. <laughs> uh, so what about Fields to Chicago? That's a win around for every offensive player. Everybody there. in Chicago gets an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. even um, if I'm honestly, <sighs> what are your expectations for Field himself? I, I don't think he starts day one. I, think. I don't think he starts before week eight at the earliest, honestly. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they kept him on the bench all year. Um, yeah. But that definitely gains the fact that Allen Robinson is going to probably have sign a contract next year. If they have fields and he's performing well, Yeah, he's going to feel more apt to stay. And yeah. I mean, maybe... It's, it's going to turn into something kind of like it was this last year, probably, where Andy Dalton's going to come out they're gonna win games that they shouldn't. Yeah, and lose just games like that they the, just like they did with Trubisky, and then out of nowhere they're gonna be like, okay, Justin Fields is in now. Go get him, Tiger. And so it'll be interesting to see if that happens, or if they actually do sit him, or if he just comes out as the starter week one. I mean, it's once we get through, it, once it, we get in the training camps, we'll know a little more clarity towards the end. Yeah, because 
if you listen to Chicago right now, they're still saying it'll be Andy Dalton starting yeah. this season. Yeah. 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 Better than Trubisky. I th- Is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's I no worse. It, I, I'll give you that. I don't think it's any worse. Um, I think the upside of Trubisky is uh, matched with uh, the upside of Dalton. The upside of Trubisky and Dalton is kind of like you got a urinary tract infection. You know, if you just drink some cranberry juice, it'll go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. It's nobody not great. loves cranberry. It's not nobody gonna, hates it's it. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. But it's not going to be great. <laughs> and it's going to make your pee-pee hurt. Less. <laughs> pee-pee? <laughs> we say cock, shit, bitch, and cunt, and now we're talking pee-pees. Yeah. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, I mean, one thing is I'm rather impressed with Seattle's uh Selection of players, dude. I'm pretty ha- okay. Overall, I'm pretty happy about it. When uh, you only have three draft picks, okay. I'm putting, you a, have I'm putting a timer hit. on one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let's make sure that I don't know. What do you guys want to put the over under on? Like, when do you guys stop? I give you. Talking? I give you two and a half minutes. That seems so short. <laughs> two, and a half minutes? two minutes and three seconds. And <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna take me two and a half minutes you're to frame in, my argument. Oh my it. god, the clock is going already. <laughs> okay, so uh, no, they, they did a good job. Um, you got three. I'm glad that they didn't trade back. And try and collect a bunch because the value of the 54 or whatever it was that they had is not going to recoup enough to to pull uh, enough out. So they they had a good. My guess is all of their scouting team was pointed at undrafted. Who's going to go undrafted? Right. And which one of those do we? And I bet we sign as many of them as we possibly can. Um, the tackle we got is apparently a really good tackle that was supposed to go in the second or third round. He slipped, and he slipped all the way to the sixth round. We our second pick was at 137. Our next pick was at 200 and something. After our 137, from that moment forward, we were trying to trade up for this guy, and we ended up having to move up like six spots to grab him. So that's not bad. No, um, I Dolphins made a good trade later in the round too. And yeah, they trade away their fifth pick for a fourth pick next year with the shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think they did solid. Uh, the, their their wide receiver is not going to be uh, in Seattle. Is not going to be a uh, I forget his name right now. Brown something? No, uh, he's from like Michigan, North yeah, Michigan it's, or something. It's like Western that. Michigan, and he um, he's a he's multi year. Fa- he's a he's a fast kid. He's going to returner probably. He's going to be he's going to be on special teams, and he's going to replace Tyler Lockett in a year or two. If he's really good, a year. If he's two, if he's you know, take some time. It's going to be, or is he more like the more role where he's going to run like the slot or is he fast, big and he's not big. He's like no, five, nine. He's, he's the exact same frame as, uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett came in and replaced golden Tate. Um, and uh, this guy's coming in to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to fill that specialty role. And, um, so I'm not stashing him even in a dynasty. league. Right. I, I mean, even if he, even if the, his upside is Tyler Lockett, I'm still not stashing him. Not at this point. Not at this point. Not while Tyler Lockett's still there. Right. At best, he's the third option right now. He's not yeah. going to beat out Lockett. Which he, just he's like one you, you look- leave on your taxi squad and see how he does in the next year or two. Yeah, yeah. If you if if I'm at the back of the you know first couple of rounds, 
or the if I'm back him, the last round, you can probably get him almost undrafted, right? Depending on how many yeah. rookie rounds. Yeah, you have. so so during the season, if you have to pull somebody up, or if you get to pull somebody up from your taxi, mm-hmm. that's when you might pick him up and throw him on your. Yeah, I didn't even put I, in one league. I I got was able to draft Jamar Chase, and I'm not putting him on my tax squad. He's going to go in. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he, yeah. skip. Go yep. right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for for those of you that don't know anything about Dynasty, we got a couple of shows coming up that's going to give you some details on how to play all the basics of these, um, so you learn what we're talking about when we're talking about taxi squads and yeah. uh, things like that and rookie drafts. It's uh, uh, we'll get into all that stuff later, but um, yeah. Is there anybody else that was big draft winner or losers that you guys can think of? Um, I mean, you have a lot of all the, you know players went where you thought they were kind of going to go uh you know what Nagia harris gets a win for me yeah um, because we all we all kind of we pegged steelers as going after him um but and, this was about the perfect place for him to land and he i heard the story afterwards so when we were watching a draft night his draft party wasn't at his house it was at the the child the, sh- the homeless shelter that he grew up in yeah he did yeah, a he party there yeah and was you know doing stuff with the kids when he got drafted in the first round like it's pretty cool right yeah that's the kind of character you mm-hmm. want you know especially when you're pairing him with like a guy that was you know accused of pinning a girl up against a bathroom wall and forcing himself upon her you, as your you quarterback just, you're just never gonna until he retires this is gonna be no. a continuous thing isn't and it and then after he retires and then when he gets elected into the hall of fame which he will do because the nfl is a monster that's true then i'll hear you come right back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no i think that pretty well covers uh most of the important people um I, biggest loser of the draft is the packers like you said aaron Rodgers. Uh, this sort of thing has this whole thing is sort of blowing up here. Do you see the tweet earlier today that, that apparently the whoever the the GM mm-hmm. Captain Retard uh, came out said that he they tried to trade up for Justin yep. Jefferson, tried to trade up for Brandon. When they didn't get it, it's like oh, we'll just trade up for a quarterback then. Yeah. What the fuck? And then never never went for a receiver the rest yeah. of that draft. I that's what I don't. And get. that was is, a good is, receiver is, class. Is, yeah. Why are you? Why are you even bringing that up? Why are you saying, oh, yeah, we wanted those guys? Of course you wanted those guys now because right. they turned out to be good right. players. And but Jordan Love alone ended up being costing you guys so much in negative publicity. That yes. And it cost you your Hall of Fame MVP quarterback. Yeah. I uh, uh, Look, we've all got our takes on this one. Um, my personal opinion is um, I don't think he retires, um, and that's his best card to hold against. Um, and so he's either going to sit on the bench, and the longer he sits on the bench, I do not think that this narrative plays into his favor. And so the longer yeah. he sits on the bench, he's going to get pushed back out onto the field um, because his value to his uh, his value is going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping past a certain point. Devonte Adams put a cryptic tweet out. You guys probably saw it. You yeah. know, appreciate what you have while you have it. Yep, yep. And um, I, th- dude, there are two ways you can take that. You can say. Green Bay Packers appreciate what you have while you have it, or you can say Green, or he's talking to Aaron Rodgers and saying, "Look, man, you want to get out? You can get out. Go to the Raiders. See what happens. Go to 
Or the other thing is he knows whether or not Aaron Rodgers is actually going to come back and he's like, fuck, I don't know if I appreciated what I had while I had it. Right. So he's pissed that Rodgers is going and now he's like, all right, well, if I'm not, if Rodgers isn't here, I'm out. I'm not. Because he takes a huge hit if Rodgers is not there. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no way, there's no way Jordan Love comes out and does the same thing with Devontae Adams that Rodgers did. You tumble from leading the NFC North to having, you're going to go towards the bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who lost the draft? For the second year in a row, Jordan Love. Yes, that poor dude, man. Like yeah. all he did was his job. Like he all that's, he did was that's throw, the biggest throw touchdowns that, like, in college. That's the biggest thing that's been like the detractor for Jordan Love is the fact that he was drafted to yeah. Green Bay. Right. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. And he was he's probably he sick. got a call and said, "Hey, you want to be on the team?" And he went. Yeah, I want to be in the Fuck NFL. Yes. I would love to ride a bench behind Aaron Rodgers. Yes, and then but because you guys me but because later. they drafted up, yep. And yeah, it, it, yep. It, that's honestly he's a villain without that that's, doing anything but his. And job. that's one yeah. of the things like everything you're hearing today is oh, uh, Tom Brady got a call before they drafted uh, Trask. Yeah, and just said hey, it's a good value. Well, of course he did this year, <laughs> but I think, but I think Belichick has always told him, like, yeah. look, man, we're like he was told when they yeah. picked up Garoppolo. But even Andy Dalton apparently was aware that they were going to draft Justin Fields. Really? Like they called him and to let and him said, know before the pick got announced. Yeah, right. Was so like it wasn't Divisional a shock. Rival, rival. Yeah, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Right. Which um. <laughs> May also be, be may that, also be because of the fact that all of that happened with that last I, year. They I don't just, owe anything to Andy Dalton, though. Right. I picture that meme of that Indian guy that's in the stands, just like this, uh-huh. just looking angry. Is what Aaron Rodgers like? What fucking Andy Dalton got a call? <laughs> fucking Andy Dalton yeah. got a call. Would have to be a Red Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Is 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 the organization is a dumpster fire over there? Yeah, to not. If you're going to draft a quarterback to be the the heir apparent to what Aaron Rodgers is, right. similar to the way he was with Brett Favre, right. just give him a heads up. Be like, hey, we like this guy. Yeah. We're not trying to get rid of you. We just like this guy, and we would like you to right. be able to groom him. And when you're ready to retire, he can step in. Yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, by the way, if Jordan Love, if you're still around... Um, in three years, and Aaron Rodgers is still cooking, and we've got him signed to his next extension. We'll trade you out for a fourth round pick to somebody where you'll start and probably win a bunch of games because you've been learning from behind Aaron Rodgers your whole career. Exactly. I have, I have a feeling Aaron Rodgers isn't really teaching him much. Well, not 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 on not right purpose, yeah. but yeah. he's still learning. Watching, he's yeah. still in the room. He's, he's still, still in the quarterback yeah. meetings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's still getting all that information that Aaron Rodgers puts out there. Right. And I think the other winner in this is going to be Rashad Bateman because he doesn't really have a receiving competition. I mean, oh. Hollywood Brown. Oh, okay, but, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, trying to come up, I mean, we could beat the Rodgers thing with a dead horse, but I think Lamar Jackson, if he take, can take a step up as a passer, he That's has the a, whole thing. Is, a is, Stephon is, Diggs quality. Yeah, is he going to be... If he's the number one target, he's still getting 40 less targets than the next team over but what i like about him is he's an exceptional route runner yeah when can get when you're spreading around less than 200 yards a game yeah it's not a lot especially when you're probably still at most 
the number two target because Mark Andrews is still the number one target most the, of the time. The last two years, Baltimore has thrown the ball 390-something times. Last year, four teams exceeded them in a single year. Last year. So two years to one with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Um, and I say throwing the ball very loosely. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's the hard is, thing it, him. is... Yeah. is if the run game is working well enough that it opens up the pass game like it did two years ago, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But last year, when the run game wasn't working quite as well, because you have a year no, and you can contain him better, yeah, and people learned how to slow Lamar Jackson down a little bit. You got to grow the passing game to open that back up. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, when they know that's all they have to do, because you literally cannot throw the ball. Uh huh. You're a one-trick pony, and, yeah. and NFL defenses can stop a one-trick pony. Right, right. If we're looking at, uh, so so the wide receivers around him are Terrence Marshall in Carolina, Rondale Moore in Arizona, and Elijah Moore in, in uh, New York. He's he's entertaining, Elijah yeah, which, Moore is. Which one of those do you, do you feel most comfortable with? Rashad Bateman is my number one. Elijah Moore is my number two. I think... For me, I think Elijah Moore gets the nod above even Rashad, just barely, um, just because the unknown in with New York is how good are they going to be. And you know Wilson's going to be there day one, so uh-huh. I mean, you know who the starter's going to be there. Yeah, um, he I, has no competition. And I think right. that you're going to see Jameson Crowder get moved because Elijah Moore is going to take up that role yeah. for the most part. Um, I think another really good one with as keeping with New York is Michael Carter. He might not be the biggest running back, but he has no competition. Was the P Ryan right, and that's it. Right. So, you know, I guess that probably takes us right into our next uh, section. We're talking about uh, the rookie drafts, so yep. the, the the rookies coming up. Oh, just real quick on Aaron Rodgers, I was looking up a stat because I wanted to see um, the average defensive ranking. Of, against him uh, uh, of the Super Bowl winner so whoever won the Super Bowl what was their defense ranked and the numbers were crazy and I'll tell you why they were crazy the average number uh, defensive ranking for the NFC represented winner was 7 so they were the 7th best defense in the league not just in the division or in the conference but in the league but the average over the same time frame for the AFC defense was 14. So you can be about, you can be in the middle of the pack if you're from the AFC on defense and still win the uh, uh, the, uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you have to be a top five defense in the NFC mm-hmm. to... Now, I don't know if that's actually what, that, what those numbers say because stats, you can make them say whatever you want. I don't know what they say. I was looking for a Green Bay to see what Green Bay's defense was back when they won the Super Bowl last in 2010. And and I saw this trend of AFC has bad defenses, mediocre defenses in the Super Bowl, but every single time the NFC does, they have good defenses. I, I think it's not so much that as that you, you have less prolific off- offenses outside of a few teams in the NFC. They were more defensive centric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have a lot more explosive offenses in the AFC. And isn't that weird? Yeah, the NFC is not entirely, but more a pound the ball type mm-hmm. of 
yeah. mm-hmm. type of mindset, and the AFC is more, we're going to throw the ball all goddamn day. You got Titans, you got Chiefs, you got Bills, you got, you know, a couple that are just, we'll, we might not play best defense, but you can't keep up with our offense. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and like, I'm sorry, my, my notes are, I took a picture of my notes, and now I can't hardly read them. But basically, uh, the the highest ranked AFC team during this period was the 12th ranked New England Patriots in 2014. Um, but the, and then there was one team that ranked below all of that, and that was New York Giants for the NFC. NFC, everybody else was fifth or better. And the Giants were 21st. They were terrible. Yep. And they beat you, Tom Brady. So, anyway, and, I just thought that was interesting. I was kind of... And it, I mean, and it is. And you you look at the defense, the last couple of defenses in the uh, Super Bowl for the NFC. Uh, Niners. Well, last year, yeah, Tampa Bay didn't start out great. Yeah. But at the end of the year... They were smothering everybody. Yeah, they they were, were doing whatever the hell they wanted on defense. Yep. Last year they they actually they were the highest. I'm sorry. They were the uh, they were. Oh yeah. They were at number fifth. They were number fifth. Five. They were number yeah. five overall. And then the year after before a slow that, ass start. Yeah. The year before that was the Niners defense, which was scary as all get out. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've had uh, the Legion of Boom mm-hmm. twice. Yep. Bears. The Bears defenses. Yep. Yeah, but I'm just looking at winners, so I only have the Legion of Boom once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have been that twice if they ran the ball. Because they beat they they got beat by the number twelve ranked defense, mm-hmm. New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. So I, so I, uh, you know, obviously uh, the big threat here is that three of those teams were New England. Four of those teams were Tom Brady. So it's you know I don't know what that all says, but. There's something them. there. There's something there about the AFC versus the NFC. Yep. And I, and I, and it would be interesting to know if there's some sort of like evolutionary track that you could follow from the inception of the NFC and how it evolves forward to right. you know, whatever. Well, I mean, we've said it numerous times. You put you put one of the NFC West defenses in uh-huh. in any of the NF, or any of the AFC and they can go divisions. And they're probably going to wreck house because the yep. defenses are so damn stout compared to a lot of other teams. Now, given the offenses have to be able to keep up. And that's also a little bit of a detriment to the NFC week and NFC West, because we're all playing against really tough defenses, yeah. which mm-hmm. means we get beat the fuck by the time we get to the postseason. Yeah, especially in the sense that all the teams have animosity against the other teams. So right. they play harder. I feel like <laughs> I've got a rivalry with every single NFC week. West team. Why do we keep wanting to say Weeze? It's the second time. You really got like five. <laughs> yeah. You got about, about five teams in, a, in the AFC that have very stout, if not potentially very scary defenses. Mm-hmm. Patriots are still there because I think they get, get yeah, a lot of their players back. back. Yep. Yeah. Dolphins are up there. Uh-huh. You're going to have Steelers on, a, on occasions. Where Ravens are always going to be contenders. Be right there. Five. And... Then the the fifth one kind of revolves between you know Denver was usually pretty stout but they've kind of fallen off the wayside uh, now. But now they're going to have a lot of depth at cornerback. So right, uh, Indy was competitive in in defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but you, you got that four the four big ones up there at the top. But you, you see a lot of their offenses let them down to a certain degree, so they didn't excel. Yeah, but you know who knows this year. But some of them look even scarier this year, you know. Yeah. If you, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to be 
a top five defense again. Yeah, I uh, I hope they are. Um, they're a team that I, I kind of feel like the took the league by surprise last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they outperformed what expectations were uh, pretty handedly. And so I hope that that was more skill and less luck. Not luck, because that's luck's not right. But I you think, know what I mean. I think it is skill because they schemed it well. Yeah. Their cornerbacks were especially Xavier Howard was lights out. They've added extra depth this year. We'll see if Jalen Phillips is a perennial edge. If he can, he's yeah. going to make it even harder because they didn't sack the quarterback very much. So they didn't get a lot of pressures, but their coverage was phenomenal. So if you right. get some pressure on, then you, add, yeah, you yeah. can turn teams into like what they did my against favorite, the Rams. My favorite thing about the Dolphins right now is how young they are. But, you have one player over 30. Yeah, and it's just insane. That means that you've got... And, and they have cap space, which means that they have a very young, cheap team, um, which means that for right now, they've got, and they've got so much draft capital heading, coming up that they're yeah. going to they're they're maintain that low-end, uh, low-cost, high-talent for the next couple of years. I think they have like eight picks in the top 50 in the next two drafts. That's stupid. And if they did... And if they do, uh, 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 if they look, I I like Tua, and I hope that he stays there, and he gets the job, and he keeps the job, and he excels there. But if they are in the market for a top end elite quarterback, if they are a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, for example, oh my God, if uh, if they if Aaron Rodgers goes there, they have to jump to an instant it, Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers on any team is an instant Super Bowl contender. Any Aaron Rodgers in that division, in that conference, is uh, there. It would be tough to put the the Chiefs ahead of them, right? I mean, it would. Yeah. It, I mean, even the Chiefs, it would be hard to put ahead of Miami Dolphins with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, the bill, them and the Bills would just be. It'd be like a slugfest in that division. Uh huh. I think. I I think we're all. We're all at least in agreement that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time, if not the best currently playing the game since Bruce Breeze retired. Yeah, yeah. And if and if and if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers steps onto the field for your team, you're gonna win games. You're gonna win games that you weren't. He's he's an upgrade for every single team out there, except for maybe Patrick Mahomes um, and the Chiefs. And um, Everybody else, he's an upgrade, even over Josh Allen, who's super exciting. Even Josh over Allen's close, Wilson, is I, closing that gap, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah. I, I uh, it, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what's uh, coming up uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you guys will hear about it before the podcast, I'm sure. So I guess uh, next up, rookies. Yeah, rookies. Okay. The uh, fantasy analysts basically yeah so uh the list that we're looking at here just as a just as a way a format to go through uh, a couple of players for you guys it's fantasypros.com um and i uh i I selected basically it's the top 20 um rankers from last year uh fantasy analysts from last year and that's cross-platform that's everything all taken into one account and um then, then it's ordered by rookie rankings. And so these are not necessarily the rankings that we uh, feel, um, but because uh, a lot of this is going to depend on your team. But we'll get into that as we go down the board. But, I mean, uh, I think we're going to operate under the assumption that everything is a single quarterback 
PPR or half PPR. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's super flex, your your position players, the, the first probably six, five to six of these players should go before the first quarterback. Even yeah, because the they're still yeah. more valuable. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like drastically hurting, like your starting quarterbacks are Dwayne Haskins and the Red Rocket. Like that's right. You need a quarterback then. Yeah. Right. Um, or if you're starting quarterback and you don't have depth at all is um, say Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that yeah. could be an issue right now. If you're yeah. banking on Deshaun Watson, you, had a young you need somebody else because you don't even know if he's going to play this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that more than likely, even if he does play, he'll probably have sus- some Ooh, suspensions on this. Real quick, just as a side note for the rookies here, you've got Deshaun Watson in Dynasty. Uh, you have your backup is, say, uh, Fitzpatrick. I don't know why, but let's just say that that's what you've got set up right now. Single quarterback league. Do you hold, because uh, he's not going into uh, injured reserve. So do you hold Deshaun Watson? Um, In Dynasty with a deeper bench. I would yeah, hold him would until have, the value kind of levels. If, if, he, if, he, if he gets past this and then the ripples kind of even out and he starts performing a little better, we then you can cap anything for a year. But but your dynasty you're on the line. There's you're, somebody you're, on my bench that I could get rid of yeah. okay. over okay. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, all right. And and you're in it for the long haul in dynasty. I had so. Carson Wentz on my bench all year, all last year. Yeah, and that worked out well for you this year. It ended up working we out think. well. Yeah, should work who's, out. Better. Who's your starting quarterback over there? Uh, I have uh, your favorite player, <laughs> Big Ben. Okay. Sorry, I thought I, I thought I had respect for you, and then I didn't. Just like that. <laughs> uh, and then I have Carson Wentz, and I have Joe Burrow. Those are my quarterbacks right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You could probably drop. So, <laughs> and I mean, I had Carson Wentz last year as my presumptive as your, starter, yeah. and then he started playing terrible, uh-huh. and. Big Ben was playing actually relatively well in the starting start right. of the season, and jo- I almost pulled because I had Joe Burrow still in my taxi squad. Oh, okay, and I kept him on there, oh, and I was about I was about ready to pull him out oh. right before he got hurt. I thought he was already pulled out. Still so. on my taxi squad. Got you. Yeah, I think two was still on my taxi squad. Yeah, it's because you didn't need him. No, I had Josh Allen and uh, no, I had uh, Tannehill and uh, Murray in yeah, our dynasty. I didn't need him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the number the, the 101 guy pretty much across everybody's board for the most yeah. part um, is Najee Harris. Yeah. He 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 goes into a role that with the Steelers where Mike Tomlin likes to run one guy. Yeah. Yep. And for fantasy that is gold. And and he can do it all. And even yeah. though James Conner wasn't what we had hoped he was going to be after uh, replacing. Um, your favorite Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Le'Veon oh, Bell. Uh, but he's the closest to replacing Bell. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Even though even though that James Conner didn't didn't fit that bill like we thought he was, he still ended up a ten, top ten. Oh, he was great back. when he was actually on the field. Yeah. Exactly. So so but he was so injury plagued yep. that whole time. We we're th- we're of the mind that Najee Harris is gonna step in and take that role. Um, his upside even with, is even with a less upside. than stellar O line, he is still an upgrade and the workload that he's going to get is still a huge value. Yeah, yeah. I think we all think that he's he's a startable running back in all formats. If if you need a running back in any way whatsoever in Dynasty, uh-huh. 
he's got to be the number one guy off the he's, board. He's the one on one. I don't know where he goes in draft. Four, four of my dynasty teams have drafted three out of the four. He's gone first. Yep. No, yeah. no, sorry, two. The other one he went like first. They were super flexes. Yep. But then I was able to snag him at five. Well, so I, uh, I, you know, in terms of redraft, I don't know where he ends up. Uh, but um, he, he's gonna be. He's got so much upside and a pretty high floor. He's so. probably gonna get in there in 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 mid to late second round, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably because you're right. probably gonna take him over. Um, well, let's let's think about this. Would you take him over Joe Mixon? Yes. Ooh. Y- yes. Ooh. So that's gonna be that's gonna he be still wears mid- black and yellow for me, but yeah, I think I he's w- gonna I be mid to early. Even though Bengals have come out and said that they want Joe Mixon in a workhorse load this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. Um... See, and that's kind. Of, that's kind of that yeah. tear break of where where you're looking here. I was just trying to pull up my uh, pull up uh, rankings here. Uh, these guys are the same one. Uh, okay, so this hasn't been updated yet. I mean, it has been updated with the new players, but not that much. Um, I think it's been upgraded. At I don't all. think it, I don't yeah. think I no, don't think hasn't. rookies are in this yet. So scroll back up. So I mean, you're gonna take him. So you're taking you're, Chubb. You're, yeah, you're gonna Elliot, take Jonathan Taylor, Jones. Chubb, Elliott, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers. You take Cam Akers. Oh, I would probably take Cam Akers. That's about still. his tier break right there. Yeah, I think so. I think it's right after that that you would start looking at the other guys. Yeah. So then it's a run of wide receivers. Yeah, Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Joe Mixon. I would probably take him over Antonio Gibson and Joe Mixon. I think I would take. And I think, Miles and, I, yeah, and Miles Sanders for sure. I, I would take him over. I might take Gibson over uh, Najee, um, but I would definitely take him uh, Najee over Cam Akers. Um, uh, so yeah, so, so your, right your order's there, a little different, a little bit but, different, but yeah. he's somewhere he's somewhere around the twentieth pick. So yeah, you're yeah. back of the first round, first of the third round. Um, it would be a strike. You're lucky if you get him there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you this: Would you rather have Najee Harris or George Kittle? With. Because I like having one of the top end tight ends, but with the sense that you have Kelsey and Kittle and Waller and now uh, Pitts and yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think in the offense, especially in the offense that he went to. Oh, um, he is. He is in there. Rookies are in there. He's he's at the back of the third round. I would take him over Austin Eckler. Yeah. I would take him over a lot of those guys. I would take him there. over a lot. I'd still put him. I'd put him up here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still put him up here. Um, I think. I think I've got the. I think I would. Ki- I would take George Kittle after Najee, but I would not be angry at somebody for taking him before. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. These these lists are going to be updating um, throughout the week. Uh, his for uh, uh, Najee's best rank is ninth. 
overall. So his worst is at the back end. So yeah, uh, yeah. his average is 31 and a half is where he's getting pulled at. Uh, so uh, nonetheless, uh, you're you're taking him in rookie rounds. Easy fast. Yeah, he's going to be a startable running back immediately. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. 100%. guaranteed. The, t- uh, the top three, the top four, four or five here. Your Jamar Chase. Uh huh. He's an instant starter. Yeah, he's he's your he's the number one receiver for the for the Bengals yep. now. Yep, he steps like, into a situation a with comfort. Yeah. with with comfort and um, number one. Yeah, position. Yeah, because you have to remember there's there's continuity there because they've played together before. Right. Yeah. So, Same thing with Waddle and exactly. Tua. Tua. Yeah. Exactly. And Devontae Smith and Hertz. They all played together. There was Brand a little three. bit of a theme this year. So, yeah. Jamar Case, uh, uh, this dude's going to be pretty good in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. He's going to go in round two, I think. I think people will believe the hype. And he, he could. Going to yeah. go in round two? Yeah. Round two? Yeah. Wow. I, honestly, looking, looking at the wide receivers, I would take him right now over Michael Thomas because I don't know idea any idea what's going to happen in New Orleans. Yep. Yep, I'm, gonna, I'm taking him over to 71. T. Higgins. I'm going to take him over. Um, yeah, I mean it's he's 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 ranked wide receiver 32 right now off the board somewhere in the eighth round, um, seventh round, eighth round. I don't know. There's a lot of receivers I would take over him. I, I would take him over would... Lockett. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know because Joe Burrow was down. Uh, for much of the season, he had a good, he had a good, he had a hot start. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know what he's going to come back like. So I could see why he might be getting a hit here. Um, I wouldn't hate taking him around here either. But uh, you know, with are you with taking Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup after? I, yeah, because I'm a little skewed on because Cooper Cup's kind of like this hit and miss, and yeah, you don't know how he's going to perform with Stafford. But you Cooper have to think Cup is in that st- is in that same role that. Um, Kenny G was yeah. So I he's think got, Cooper Cup. He's probably gonna be up higher for me, honestly. Yeah, Cup. I would take Cup over. Um, I mean, you got quarterbacks mixed in here too, so that's kind of yeah, skewed. Keep scrolling up a little bit more though, because y- y- you're guaranteed you're not you're not taking um you know some of these quarterbacks like we wouldn't. Be you're taking, taking CD Lamb over him. Yeah, with Dak with Dak back, back you're yeah. taking CD Lamb. Take Odell. No, uh, fuck I would Odell. Not take Odell. Okay, just because you don't know so, what it's gonna be. So OBJ is overranked right now. Uh, Same I'd thing with Brand- Brandon Ayuk. No, well, Brandon Ayuk, uh, his talent this is, is all, there. Again, this is ranked as rookie or as. Uh, Can uh, you get quarterbacks out of there? That's standard. PR. Let's go. This is for. Yep, we are in dynasty. So these are dynasty rankings. We don't really want dynasty rankings. Dynasty is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because this is still showing, like, if you were drafting a brand new team. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, CMC is obviously first. Dalvin Cook, no-brainer. Like, Saquon, that changes it up quite a bit. So. But you're taking Tyreek Hill over him. Yeah. You're taking D-Hop. Yeah, taking Diggs. You're taking... Michael Thomas. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would take... I don't know that I'm... I think I might just not be drafting Michael Thomas at all this year. I would take Kelvin Ridley over him right now. Um, AJ Brown. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson. I think he falls in that Keenan Allen 
Terry McLaurin and Allen Robinson until Fields is actually there. I think I take I take him actually probably. I would over take Julio. him before Julio. Yeah, I would take him before Amari Cooper. Oh, fuck, Amari I would Cooper. take Godwin though. Yeah, Godwin should be higher, and Robert Woods should be higher. I think. And yeah, Evan it, should probably still be so higher. So he's somewhere in the 30s is yeah. where you think he's Yeah, I he's think gonna he's going to go. There's going to be someone who, who who believes the hype. He'll be like a 2-3 turn or maybe <laughs> late third, early, yeah. and then a fourth. Yeah. Okay. Now the, the next guy up is sort of this guy has the highest upside, um, and uh, all of the rankers love this guy. Yep. Um, I would not be surprised if he's, like, exploded by, like, has a couple, like, Early games where he just absolutely like holy shit, but then kind of tapers off and has some growing pains. Some yeah. TJ Hawkinson, which yeah, we're talking. By the yeah. way, we're talking like about Kyle the way Pitts. TJ Hawkinson came on the came out, absolutely exploded for like two hundred yards and something, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think two touchdowns in a game, and then the next game like was gone. But that offense looks super fucking scary. You have Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts. They're not picking up Hurst, so Hurst is gone. And then you have Mike Davis in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, it could be a very stout offense. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be a top 10 uh, tight end. Easy. Um, right? It's yeah. not hard to be a top 10 tight end. And if you're. Kyle Rudolph was a top 10 tight end. But. Yeah. And when you when so you have. Huh? Jimmy Graham. No, no, I don't think he did. And he was like twelve. Yeah, yeah. but he had, he did end remarkably close. It's not hard to do. There, yeah. There's such a tear That's break. You have the point with your top here. three are like it's like me running a marathon, and there's twelve people. And I finished in the top 12. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's honestly, I'm okay with it. I hope that he does really well because it's going to open up those top end. Yeah. I mean, if he does really well, there's like five solid options with Kelsey and Kittle and Waller. Oh yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. You're, you're also, you've got Bob Tunyon. If Rogers is back. Yeah, he's going right now. He's going as tight end 10. That's too low for me. Um, yeah, there's I, no way there's 10. That I'm, I'm not taking Marvin before. Jones over Kyle Pitts. So, 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 uh, he's, he's to me, the, the floor for him is 10. The ceiling for him is one, and he's closer to the ceiling than he is the floor. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, in the offense that he went to, if he stacks up to the way everybody's thinking that he will, he could absolutely dethrone Travis Kelsey for the first time in a long time. Right. Yeah. Right. And be the number one fantasy receiver. Because he... fantasy tight end. Because you don't... Usually tight ends take longer, but you don't have to play him inside. You have Hayden Hurst. You can put him in the slot. You can put him outside. Yeah. yeah. And he's a cheat code in the tight end slot. The dude's huge. 6'6", six, six and fucking fast as shit. Yeah. So, I mean... It's unfair. He really... I, I don't see, outside of him being injured, I don't see how he doesn't at least succeed. Yeah. Maybe not blow everything out of the water yeah. like everybody expects him to. You have but to pay I don't see where he's how... getting drafted because I'm not going to overpay for him. I would pay, I'd pay for Waller or I'd overpay for. But if he ends up creeping up there for me, his rookie season, I'm not talking just because I'm risk averse so, to that spot. Kelsey, Kelsey's first one off the board. Yes, he's going in the second round. Right. I'm just saying. Okay. Kelsey's the first one off the board, Kittle. and then Kittle. Mm-hmm. And then Waller, mm-hmm. and then probably Mark Andrews. 
It should be Pitts. I would honestly. take I would I would take Pitts over See, Mark Andrews. And that, that's kind of where I but, think he sits. But is that's that my, four or five? That's not that's not where I think he, that's not what I mean. What I mean is I'm not paying for that because right. you're probably going to draft you're probably going to end up drafting him in the fourth round, third round, and I don't think that for a rookie uh, tight end. Even with the ceiling as high as it in a redraft league, I'm not. I don't think I'm paying that much for him on a hope and a prayer. Right. Yeah. But, a little more than a hope and a prayer. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. You also have said that you won't draft Travis Kelsey because you have to draft him in the 12th spot. Right. But he also, at least last year, number one wide receiver. Number one wide receiver. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I like running backs. I know. I get I'm going it. running totally back early. That's why I don't like. I don't draft tight ends early, and I don't draft wide receivers early um, in the first two rounds if I can avoid it. Um, which is why I don't like high end tight ends because they cost me those spots. That being said, I don't usually pick my tight end until at the back end because by the time I'm through my running backs, all There's the good no wide one, receivers yeah. are gone. Yeah. So I always end up. Taking a flyer, I got I, taking flyers on uh, uh, tight ends, and it worked out well last year, didn't you? Have uh, Bob Tenyon last year? No, no, I did not get. It. I think he was picked up off the waiver. Yeah, uh, um, maybe I ended up with him in the in the redraft. I don't remember because he came out of nowhere, but uh, turned out to be a really good tight end last right, year. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Travis Etienne, not E T I N. Yeah. Um, for all you idiots out there that keep saying it wrong, I'm off him until he gets proven work. Just because of James <laughs> yeah, Robinson. It's, that that's the hard right. part. Is obviously he has the skill set to go out there and be a top running back. Yep. But sharing time. Most likely what it sounds like right now, at least, which obviously we are super early and we haven't seen anything. Right. Uh, most likely being a third down back because they've also got Carlos Hyde. And, and that's I see him like that is correct. I, I, I've heard it and I, I agree. He'd be used like an Alvin Kamara rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't draft a third down back in the first round. If he's used like Alvin Kamara, he'll be just fine for fantasy purposes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't need uh, the obviously. carries. Now, give it. If he is out there and getting all of the reception work. Yep. Phenomenal. He will be a great value because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. How much you're used. If you're getting all of the if reception you're a receiver work. in a half point or a full point PPR. Yeah. You're and he be... also has instant. It's just like. Because. Sunshine's there. Yep, they've got. A it's just like already. James White for the Patriots. For a long time, he was the most productive running back for the Patriots with three fantasy wise. Yeah, was I forget what was his name? He went zero RB and took like James White and a couple pass receiving backs late in the rounds yeah. and was just dominating for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. works. It works in a, in any sort of PPR setup. Uh, that is huge value. That's why yeah. if you can find a guy that is getting the carries and uh-huh. the receptions, they're gold when it comes to fantasy. Right, right. Um, I really like uh, number five here with uh, the, the overall number five, Javante Williams. Uh-huh. I liked him the most out of all of the running backs as far as overall skill set. Yeah, and... I totally blinked until I just read it there. I forgot about Melvin Gordon's suspension. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's got he, a couple of games. DUI. That's what it was. What an idiot. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, so, uh, 
So he has the chance to step in. He can snag it and not let it go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. If he comes in and he runs as well as he can. Melvin he, Gordon could kind of turn into Philip Lindsay last year. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Uh, so, so, but, uh, it, so that's a good one to pay attention to. Um, in terms of is this the best landing spot for him? No. That actually makes a lot more sense because I had forgotten about that. It makes a lot more sense as to why they jumped up and grabbed him. I still don't like it because I wanted him. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll let Frodo discuss the next one. Yeah, so Miami. Uh, I would take him over Devontae Smith right now. Jalen Waddle? Jalen Waddle. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so who is this kid? He... He is the closest thing to Tyreek Hill. That's what they project him as. I mean, he was... So, he's as fast as Jerry Jude. Uh, not Jerry Jude. As as fast as Ruggs. Okay. And... But a much better route runner on him. So, is he going to be similar to Tyreek Hill where he can catch underneath? That's where he worked for the most part. Bounce out like Tyreek Hill does. It's his burst. He has quick acceleration and his suddenness is what everyone says is that he was great at punt return, has instant rapport with Tua. Uh huh. Was fairly resilient outside of the ankle injury that he still tried to force through and play in the in the national championship game. I think this is like a great pick for Miami in the sense that you kind of saw last year with Tua coming in, he wasn't always sure. Right. But now he's got a guy that, well, he's got a team that he's worked with for a year now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've got a guy that he won with. Yeah. Yep. And coming a, into the team that he has that connection with. And a full he, off season. And, and a full off season, exactly. And we're forgetting and that. And no QB drama. And mm-hmm. yeah. And we're forgetting they're in Florida. There's no restrictions. They're in person, playing in person, not having to worry about all the satellite stuff. So they're actually having building in-game rapport on the practice field. I don't even know what that's like. Do you, uh, have have they they haven't uh, um, all restrictions opted out? Are, no, all restrictions no, are. I, I, I know the think, state's I don't fine. I'm asking actually, about the team. I don't think no. I don't think Miami, Miami not, has opted out. They did not opt out. Okay. So and there's a couple of videos of Tua. He's out. On the field, you see Devontae Parker, um, all the receivers, Preston. Yeah, yeah. I think even, they could opt out still, yeah. but they could still be doing off-season work. Uh, I doubt like they a will lot just because the they did last year. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff in Florida really right now. Yeah, I think it's less to do with the state and more about the the NFLPA. Yeah, that's. Um, it kind of sounds like the NFLPA is kind of pushing for mm, before, opt out. I think they're doing this in the sense that. Not even so much just for this year. I think they're pushing for it in future years. So that, yeah. So it, that way they don't be. They're no they longer say, that mandatory. Yeah, not mandatory, yeah. but hey, if you don't show up, you're not you're not getting paid. Yeah. My 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 issue with it is um, all of the injuries that happened out of the gate last year. Yeah. I mean that's going to be the problem. You need to be get up to game shape, and the best way to do that is through Actually, OTAs yeah. and through a preseason. Now, they are doing a preseason this year. This year, they're doing three games preseason. Three or two? They're doing they're doing three. They three. cut one. Cut one and put the game at the back this season. Yeah. I, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be that dynamic playmaker. Like, Tyreek Hill can... You don't... Act, he doesn't have to actually touch the ball. With Wolf Filler and him, if you got them both going... Yep. Which fast guy are you going to cover? Yeah. You got the, you got your big body receiver, you know it. I I don't think they they'll run a ton of four wide or five wide sets. Yeah. 
but they have that capability of having a horrible mismatch. Right. Sorry, uh, just a uh, breaking news alert. Cowboys fighting this Saturday. Stepped in for oh. uh, Alex Morano. Okay. Alex, Alex Cerrone. Are you getting that fight? I don't want to pay for it, but if you're it, getting it... It's probably not. It's probably a, a fight night. That'd be sweet. Yep, yeah, UFC fight night Saturday. Dude, we can watch that. We can totally watch that. I like watching those free ones. This yeah. one, this way we don't have to steal it from some Russian dude on uh, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, that's not fair, because you did pay for it I, I did you pay did. for it. Yeah, that was yeah. retarded. Uh, but that's why I fell in jail. So next up, we've got... Uh, I feel bad for Devontae Smith because he's going to a dumpster fire of a team. In organization. Sense, yeah. yeah. Organization in yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... I, I have high hopes for these guys. This I, team should be good. Uh-huh. It's a hard city to play in. But for whatever reason, it seems like even when they have a good roster, they just kind of fall apart. Unless you have Nick Foles stepping in and they go to the Super Bowl and absolutely destroy yeah. the Patriots, which I still say was one of the most fun Super Bowls to watch. That was. It was yeah. really fun. It was a really and good we one. sat in a bar in California watching that. Yeah. And that was so entertaining. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, again, startable this season. Um, but you don't really know what's going on with him because... Uh, He's coming into. There's a lot of question marks coming into um, uh, this season with it, but he's he's going to be the number one target because he's better than any other options yeah, there, just, and he's got the relationship, right? The biggest thing is is now I get it worked in it, it, it's worked in some instances in the NFL and it worked in college, but that dude is tiny. Yeah, I he weigh more really than small. that dude. Yeah. He, uh, he's At so five eight, and he's like yeah. six one or yeah. six foot. We'll see how his resilience goes. I mean, he he lasted in college, and he was like the last wide receiver to win yeah, since. But I'm just waiting for that time that he gets one of those hits, for, like mm-hmm. like Earl Thomas would lay. Yeah, yep. where he where he hit Gronk, and Gronk and hurt. Gronk laid on the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. And you a got a hit cu- like that on a dude that size. You got a couple of those Jamal Adams, Mika Fitzpatrick, like all those guys love just laying the especially lumber. When the it, especially yeah. when they're like hitting a piece of paper. Yeah. Right. Imagine him and getting hit by a linebacker. And they 15 fucking yards. But he'll, but he'll play like Tyler Lockett does where he gives himself up. He'll play smart. He'll I think play he's more like hope. Calvin Ridley. He, he's going to have to. But Calvin Ridley is is. Bigger. Bigger. Quite a bit bigger than he is. That's still on the smaller side. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a lot thicker. Yeah. He is. I mean, someone needs to start drinking. legs are like this He big. needs to start drinking some insure and just, <laughs> just, 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 just snorting lines. He's, of he's drinking like 5,000 calorie, like yeah. weight gainers. Like, I mean, he's a great receiver. He, yeah. ha- he comes down with contested catches. If he's it's 30 just, pounds heavier, he goes way up there oh absolutely maybe even ahead of chase yeah he's just tiny yep and that's that's a big concern next up we got uh trevor lawrence um this is obviously qb1 off the board this year in the actual nfl draft uh he's gonna step in his 
comp right now is everybody said he's going to be the next Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, except that also, yeah, he can run the ball. So uh, he has... Thank goddamn, he's handsome. And he is... I disagree. That is not a <laughs> handsome dude. His hair. His hair. Yeah. Is handsome. It yeah. look honestly, it looks like 1997 Jennifer Aniston hair. Yeah, like it's lovely. Uh, but you know what? The hair just he's got it, the, it makes everything work. He's got the facial structures of like a horse <laughs> that's been like squeezed in a vice, <clears throat> so that way it's skinny faced. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but he's gonna be so he he has the upside of a top ten quarterback. He's got the upside of honestly. Now there are some people that are in love with his rushing mm-hmm. way too much. So I think uh, he's got three years uh, of college ball. Um, he's got seven, eight, nine touchdowns on the ground per season. Uh, but he's only got 200 yards in, or less in two of those seasons. Right. Um, the other season he had 400 yards. So uh, look, if he ends up with three 400 yards and eight touchdowns, Matt that's Ryan great. has quite a few touch, rushing touchdowns too. Yeah. Right, and he is not a mobile he is not a mobile quarterback. Right. He just reaches through from the right. QB slot. You got to remember that that a rushing quarterback is good because yes, you get two more points on a uh, a, a touchdown. He's great because you get twice the points on mm-hmm. rushing yards versus passing mm-hmm. yards. And so that's why that's why these rushing quarterbacks are so good. Trevor Lawrence, if he puts up 400 yards this year on the ground, he'll be QB 4-3. Trey Lance is a rushing quarterback. Yeah. Trey Lance is a rushing quarterback. That's who I was targeting in my dynasties. Yeah. If I if I could wait towards the back end of the first, yeah. the second, and snag him, mm-hmm. I was taking him just because not this year, but the yeah. upside for Trey Lance, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the but the upside of Trey Lance is awesome. He's gonna be yeah. the tits. He's yeah. he, he's like I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> he he has the Lamar Jackson rushing upside with a better arm. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, uh, so, he can actually complete passes. Yeah. <laughs> so Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, apparently. Um, you're gonna pick him up at some point. Uh, worst case scenario, you'll grab him at the very. I mean. I can't imagine he's not first number one overall pick is going to get a lot of redraft love. Yes. Unnecessarily. Yes. He'll end up drafted as the fifth, fourth or fifth QB off the board, and that's too high. Yeah, in unknowledgeable leagues. Yes. So the 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 issue with this is is he is not going to rush in the NFL. And he's not gonna He may scramble occasionally. Uh Uh-huh. Because every quarterback that can move will move yep. when they need to. But he is not going to be rushing the ball on a regular basis. There's not going to be de- designed runs for him. I'll even went through the roof on my headphones. Um, your uh, cord plugged in? It went through the roof. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, if you're playing in. around with it. Yeah, it's okay. You good? You need me to turn you down? A little bit. Uh, Two, yeah. Uh, how about that? That's good. A little better? Um. So the the biggest issue is is he's just going to be getting passing yards. Yeah, it's he's it, just going to be getting passing touchdowns. And he's he might not, be, and he might be throwing for four hundred yards. And, and he might be three touchdowns a game. But, but we don't know. Unless he's doing that, if he's throwing in more that three hundred and yeah. three hundred and two, yeah, it's like twenty three, twenty four points. I'd yeah. take a stab at him in the later, like in the teens, if he's still floating around there. Oh, absolutely. But more than likely, he won't be. Yeah. 
Um, so that's the issue is is with the way NFL quarterbacks are going now, it's it's pushing into that. You gotta have. There's gotta be some scramble to, to fifty yards a yes. game. Yes. Um, to be a top five quarterback. Uh, or you have to be Patrick Mahomes, who throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns in games. And then exactly. throws balls backwards right on the yeah. dot. And yeah. Doesn't it look. Yeah. Uh, uh, next up, you got Rashad Bateman. Uh, we've kind of talked a lot about him. Um, he's going to be the only, he's going to be the best and only target, maybe well, besides Mark Andrews. And, uh, and Hollywood is still there. That's Hollywood a, that's Brown. a yeah. draft him late, wait and see yeah. if he starts coming on, then put him in. Yeah, there's just I, I I don't love that there's not a lot of targets to go around. So yeah, if if now the two best now you've got two good wide receivers, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't. I, I'm not actively looking for this guy. No, if he happened to fall later yep. in a rookie draft, I'd look at it. But I'll take Travis Kelsey in the fourth round every day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not taking him at, at twelve. Right. So uh, next up, uh, Terrence Marshall in Carolina. This is going to be a case study, man. He's he's filling a role. He he he's filling the role that Curtis Samuel had last year. He he's coming in as your except, slot guy, except that you don't have the same quarterback. Right. So so I'm just you saying, have to look at his system. Right, but they're gonna run the. Uh, they're gonna run a similar system. Yeah, you think so? You would think so, yeah. Because it's the same coaching staff from the previous yeah. year. Sam Darnold now throwing the ball in Carolina makes uh, a huge impact. We don't know exactly how good or how bad. Right, right, exactly. I, we all and that's, kind of hope good. Again, it's it goes back to how much do you trust Sam Darnold being in Carolina? Because there's yeah. are there's already some mouths to feed as it yep. is. Yep. Um, I he he's a bigger wide receiver, right? He's like six three, so he's quite a bit bigger than DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel were. DJ Moore's what five ten, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. And Curtis Samuel, I don't think, was that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's really it's really hard to see uh, his future down there just because you've got a lot. He's of one of those guys that you take in in a rookie draft in the later rounds and you hold him for a year. He yeah. sits on your taxi squad because I don't see him doing a ton this year. They've got him sitting here at 10 overall. So you're saying that in the second round or th- you, in the second round, you're not taking him, huh? Yeah, I, but hard. his highest rank is nine and his lowest rank is 20. Right. He's got a so wide range of outcomes. When you look here. at everybody else, he's at least five positions lower than yeah. anybody else that he that above it above him in his worst rank. Yeah, because next up you got Rondale Moore in Arizona. This is this is a this wait is, and see. Yeah, this is a team where you, I they have a lot of mouths to feed. A lot well. of mouths to feed. Everyone thought Addie and Isabella was going to do something. Christian Kirk uh-huh. has head flashes. Like we'll see how it goes. Yep, you'll see how it goes. Uh, if you're drafting him, you're hope you're hoping for the best uh, there. And that's kind of the, the range that we're getting into here is everybody is sort of a hope for the best Yeah. Uh, from here besides some of the quarterbacks. Um, Justin Field uh, up next. We talked Chicago. about. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about him. Um, I, 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 I don't know that I'd feel great about him being my starter in a redraft league, but I might. I mean, if I'm going, if I'm drafting. If we knew he was starting week one, he's playable. He's yeah. playable. And, uh, yeah, let's say let's say that we find out in preseason that Rockets on the on the bank. Justin Fields to me is 
uh, high risk, high reward play. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be. You know what he'll be? He'll through the first couple of weeks of him playing, he's, he's going to be uh, Fitzpatrick, where you don't know which game you're going to get from Fitzpatrick: a ten point game or a thirty five point game. Right. And that's where Justin Fields is, is going to land there. Elijah Moore, we talked a little bit about in uh, New York. Um, this is the little dude, right? No, he he's a decent size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got, I mean, he's coming into an offense with a new quarterback. Uh, he took over for AJ Brown. He's going to be, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a solid option there. Yeah. 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 Uh, this, this, a lot of these new guys that are landing with these new quarterbacks, which there was a lot of these guys that are doing that. Um, they drafted, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they drafted a lot of QB wide receiver combos, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. on the same team, but every QB, every new QB also got, got a, a new, new yep. wide receiver early too. Um, he's going to be a good slot guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's This guy's sitting on my squad uh, for a little bit, uh, but uh, Trey Lance uh, is probably, to me, the easiest, most comfortable start um, besides uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, he's 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 going to have the role, I think. Um, I don't think that Shanahan is going to make it a true competition. Um, if it's close, which I think we all expect it to be close in competition, they're going to lean to the rookie, aren't they, Rich? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, I honestly expect Garoppolo to play at least. Shanahan does have a very complicated offense. Yeah, I, I think that Garoppolo will play probably half the season at least. You think so? Yes. So we'll step in about half Unless an injury happens, which... Yep, it's Garoppolo. It can There's, happen. Anybody can get a lung punctured. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I think that aside from that, I think that Trey Lance at least sits for for eight ish weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if he's picking up the the system, great. If not, then you know, you, you, you I, I'd like to see him sit a year, honestly. Yeah, I think he could. I, I think he could use it. Uh, mm-hmm. Get what we can out of um, Garoppolo and and let Trey Lance learn under a competent quarterback um, and learn the system and all of that stuff um, and go from there. I yeah. mean, uh, it's pretty. I mean, you're you're not gonna second guess, you know, taking him if if you can get a good value. Yeah. Uh, we've got Michael Carter. Going to the Jets, running back. You talked a little bit about this guy at the beginning. What do you think about this guy? What's your take on him? He's worth a look. I'm not jumping, you know, up to try, reaching to try to get him. Yeah. If, if I can draft him, okay, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Um, I'm more, I, I feel comfortable drafting Jets players since shit fuck is gone. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but he... He's he he was the best running back in, in the high powered North Carolina offense. I think is we he was out in North Carolina, but he wasn't big enough where he could jump up to where like Javante, you know, Williams and stuff was. And Javante Williams played kind of second fiddle to Kenny Gainwell, who didn't go until the fourth round. Okay, fourth or fifth round. So, um, I, I'm I'm taking all the starters in in standard redraft. Like yeah, he, he is a dynasty. Grab him, put him on the bench. He could 
be like a James Robson where he could win a role, but he's yeah. not an overly big guy. I think he's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and, and we say it all the time, any starting running back is uh, with with the with the workload is a startable yeah uh, fantasy right uh, running back. Trey Sermon could be one to keep an eye on since he's in San Francisco. Uh huh. Uh huh. He, he's any running back can be explosive in in San Francisco. You just don't know which week it's going to be and um, uh, what they're going to uh, when he's going to take on. Um, uh, do you know anything about Trey Sermon? Not much, honestly. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of getting down into the into the middle part here, where you kind of don't know, you know, really what's going to happen here. Um, y- yeah, uh, San Francisco is just a mess in terms of running back committees, right? We don't. Yeah, we've got like eighty-three running backs. Yeah, Mostert, Wilson, Hasty, Hasty. They just picked up Science. Two. Yeah. Also, I have Gallman. Oh, Wayne Gallman went there. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a I, I don't know what I, I don't know who makes it. I don't know who. I I, I think the next two, the two wide receivers there, are yeah. really going to be Kadarius Tony and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Amon Ross, awesome name, but it is such an he awesome has, name. He has he has no competition. Honestly, in Detroit. Kadarius yeah. is a pretty cool name yeah. too. Kadarius is is he was one of there the most. There are so many re- uh, options though. It I think it's like going to strike for them, but but I think it's going to sort out. But because yeah. he was a first round wide receiver, I think first or second round, first round, first round, yeah. And he's extremely dynamic, mm-hmm. like like waddle level almost. Yeah. And I think they part ways with Shepard, or just because he he's not really doing the job. Yeah. yeah. He's going to fill that role that Golden Tate was supposed to fill, or Sterling Shepard is in the slot. And you have uh, Slayton and Kenny G on the outside. I think towards the end of the season, you're going to see him start coming on like some of the other rookie wide receivers. Took a little bit of time, but yeah, um, I'm definitely I I'm targeting him in in rookie drafts. Yeah, and he's and he and he could be playable this year. Yeah, even the rest of all those outside of Zach Wilson. Just real quick on Am- Amon Ra, the 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 benefit here is he's got the build of um, he's being comp to Robert Woods. And yeah. now, you, now he's got Jared Goff throwing to him, and he there's no other real Quintus targets. Quintus Cephas there, is the right? only other one there. So uh, he's a guy that, again, depending on what happens in that offense, could be really fun. Um, Zach Wilson is a potential starting uh, quarterback this year. Uh, Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers could be interesting yep. if Rodgers is back. Yeah, yep, and yep. and that that's the that's the key there is if Rodgers is back. Uh, uh, Dwayne Eskridge, that's the guy in Seattle that's going to end up taking uh, Tyler Lockett's role in two years. Um, he's not, I'm not picking him up. I'm not stacking him now. Um, he's down there around rookie draft uh, 25. Um, so in redraft leagues, he, he's, uh, nobody's going that deep. Um, not on the Seahawks offense. Nope. Uh, anything else? Anybody else there? Jamar Jefferson, just going to give you a shout out in Detroit. In a crowded backfield uh, in the Lions, but he's the OSU running back. Um, that's that's know, about that's it. I mean, everyone else is. Tutu Atwell ha- has speed, so he could be keep an eye on him. He, he could be a pickup off your waiver wire, right? Because uh, he is insanely quick. Um, I mean, the other ones, you know, there's some tight ends that could pop, but it's not hard to pop yep. in a tight end. Slot, yep, so. I think that's pretty well covers it all there for those guys. Uh, I guess the only other guy that might be worth mentioning is uh, 
Chubba Hubbard just because he's backing up. He's the handcuff now to CMC who missed almost an entire season. He screwed himself is really. So, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. We'll see. Um, Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, he, he he would have been a top a first round running back, first second round. Yeah, running that's back but the last worst year. spot you can land as a running back is behind the best running back in the league. Yeah, so I mean, he could see some you know light work, but he kind of went to running back purgatory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I guess uh, that's it for the rookies. Um, let me see here. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, I guess we were going to run a little bit about, you know, upgrades. Yeah, I guess we talked kind of hit it all. Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean it, it, now it comes into the long stretch of where we don't have a lot to talk about. Yeah, so uh, upcoming shows, uh, the order of which is yet to be determined, but we're going to break down, uh, I think, what the, our next couple of episodes in a couple of weeks here is going to be uh, fantasy football basics. We take you back to school, teach you how to redraft, teach you how to uh, dynasty draft, teach you how to uh, run in some of those keeper leagues. Uh, what a what what does it mean when I say half point PPR versus PPR versus standard? Yeah, what um, league platforms do you? We got a whole series coming, so yeah. so it'll be you know we'll be covering you know redraft because it's the most utilize you know the most yep. done yep and um, it should be the fa- it's the foundation of the other leagues right and uh if you're you know we'll talk about standard leagues and why you're wrong for running it yep yep uh-huh. uh and if you're on espn uh just jump off a cliff because yep. that's just be a done lot. with yourself yeah. it's it's too bad already uh other than that uh what i got here in front of us uh gentlemen is a uh uh glass of knob creek whiskey here bourbon just a toast to the uh 2021 nfl draft uh and to all uh the rookies here's to no busts that (laughs) is spicy that was a little bit more than a shot yeah, <clears throat> I need, I topped mine off Whew. a little bit, and I think I maybe topped it off a little too much. Uh, so uh, there we are. Go, Rick. Uh, Rick had to bounce out a little bit early, so uh, fuck that guy. Um, I don't know what. Anything else? Um, no. I'm. I just keep keep. A, if you're going into rookie drafts right now, which is probably before we get the dynasty startup yeah. leagues, um, just do your due diligence. Don't overpay. Yeah, for the yeah. hype, and uh, there is a lot of value to be had. Don't feel don't feel scared about moving a veteran mm-hmm. if they're towards the backside, especially running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, two it's, three years, get them gone. It's better to be out of a running back early and into the next one. Um, so you know, uh, again, we'll get we'll get into the rookie drafts. I, I guess how we probably should have done an episode specifically about rookie drafts. They'll be going the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, rookie drafts, because everybody's running them right now. Look uh, at what other teams need. Yes. Yeah. And what we're talking about with these ranks that we got out here today, this is, this is your guideline. This is not the Holy Bible. What you guys need to be doing is looking at your team and going, okay, Najee Harris is going first overall, but I've got a stacked running back committee. I don't need another running back. Who should I go? Where's my weakness? You could trade back and gain capital just exactly. like the NFL. Yep. Yep. 
you know, it's get creative with it. Yeah. Um, but if you have the first pick over, odds are you probably need help someplace. Yep. And if you've got if you've got somebody that you know that you're gonna look ahead, if you've got somebody that you know you're moving off your uh, off your squad, mm-hmm. so that way you can make room for your rookie down the road. Well, if you know you're moving him, move him now where you've got peak draft capital out of him. So yeah, I've got a couple of those trades out there that I'm trying to get creative with. Like I, today in 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 one of my dynasty, I was, I was 105, so I didn't perform great last year but i was hit by a lot of injuries mm-hmm. so i had a 105 took jamar chase yeah i knew i needed a, a, a quarterback because i have fitzpatrick and herbert and i forgot who the other guy is i think Taysom hill okay but it's a super flex lead so i know i need another quarterback yeah, you need that other quarterback. i need that other quarterback so look at my i have a really deep running back core uh in that league I had, um, let's see, that was a Fantasy Kings. Um, it's easier to get sort my, since I got rid of a lot of them. <laughs> um, so, wasn't that one? That was Just League. Yeah, yeah it's hard for me to, speaking of platforms, it's hard for me. One of the biggest knocks I have against Sleeper is that it's, it, it is a confusing app, both on the computer and on the phone try and find information every time um it but can aside be. from that aside from finding everything it's one of the best programs out there um trades are uh, it's so beautiful to trade on there uh everything is set up in a really clear way your draft board is top notch that's easily the best draft, draft right board. so i was sitting at 105 uh-huh. uh so my quarterbacks were big ben Fitz, and herbert okay Roethlisberger's done this year. Fitz is, you know, going to yeah. be serviceable this year. So um, when I looked at my running backs, I had Chris Carson, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Kenyon Drake. I mean, that and Joe Mixon. Yeah. So it's a solid wide receiver, a running back core. Right. So I could give up Austin Eckler. So I moved Austin Eckler for the 110 and was able to pick up Trey Lance. Exactly. So then you got your two picks in the first round to fill the two positions you needed yeah. by giving up. Austin Eckler. And then got great value at 205 with Kadarius Tony. Yeah. And then Kellen Mond came back to me at 305. You know, he's going to sit on the bench, but yeah. he could take over. And, and and with that, some of those receivers in that offense, it could be he'll, he'll dynamic. He'll your, replace uh, your Fitzpatrick. And if not, then he was just a third round rookie pick and yep. it, he can get dropped. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. So uh, I guess that's it uh, for us today. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with that uh, with our uh, fantasy one on one. Oh, he has to take his drink though. Mm, he's gonna fuck it. He's doing it. All right. Oh, by the way, that was a toast. Yes. Uh, to the, the 21 league. 2020, 2021 draft being <laughs> over. Yeah, that's a, that's a hefty shot. <laughs> that's what we did. It was um, a little little bit of a super shot. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Take your time. Take your time. I'm good. Okay. And uh, toast to uh, fantasy fan, uh, or uh, NFL rookies this year. Uh, have a good season. Salud. Good off season. Salut. Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.